This episode of Talking Smack contains spoilers for Uzaki Chan Wants to Hang Out, My Dress Up Darling, Don't Mess With Me, Miss Nagatoro. The Cult Worthy Classic, a cinema podcast dedicated to obscure films and cult classics made before 1970. Join me, Antonio Palacios, weekly on all listening platforms or at thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Classic, we're bringing the classics back. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I'm your host, Josh Scar. Joining me this week is Lewis. Lewis, uh, you alive over there? I am not dead. No, I've, I've <laughs> I survived COVID, and COVID should not take me. Get get vaxxed, get boosted. That is the lesson. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> you may have heard a little chuckle when i did the intro here uh slade is joining us slade from video game club welcome back thank you very much but again i have to just correct you have to remember it's now for senpai manga anime and tvs <laughs> that's that's what the talking smack stands for now whenever you're on sure okay <laughs> <laughs> you got denied <laughs> Not even for a joke. You got denied. For for when this episode comes out, you want to change your Twitter name. <laughs> You're going to have to write it down because I'm not going to remember that. No problem. I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, you can find me over at the Video Game Club. Yeah, please please let us know about Slade Plays Games and at Game Club Cop. I can't even do it now. At Game Club Pop. Game Club Pop. Game Club Pop. Game, uh, game Club Cod? I don't even know what the hell I was going to say there. I spent two hours with Joey and now I can't even do it. Josh, can I tell you a uh, conspiracy theory that I have? It's probably not a conspiracy, but go ahead. I have a conspiracy theory that you're having all of us from the Game Club pod on individually to see who pulls in the most uh, listens to figure out who should be the reoccurring guest. Man, you think I'm sinister. I just want you guys on the podcast. <laughs> I just want to have the whole Game Club collection. I want to have the the trio episode, and I want to have the individual episodes. <laughs> I don't care about numbers. No, not at all. But you're right, though. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have heard that my episode is doing quite well for you guys. Yes, it is. It's doing very well. Apparently, everybody uh, really appreciates Josh, as they should. He's just very huggable. Likeable. Likeable. <laughs> huggable? kissable mm. oh no. <laughs> lewis is gonna put me in a slice of life cartoon <laughs> we're gonna be called josh senpai by the end of this <laughs> so with slade's presence you you may have already guessed that we are doing another anime binge watch and we will get into that uh gauntlet that they put me through here after we hear a quick word from Antonio at the Cult Worthy Podcast, we'll be right back. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never-ending sea of obscure cinema and cult-worthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join us. 
And we are back. And just like last time, I'm going to hand the reins over to Slade and Lewis to kind of direct this episode because this was a much different experience than last time. <laughs> well, we said we said at the end of Attack on Titan that we would be nice to you. And we is up on you. <laughs> you definitely did. Well, no, there was there's a bit of like uh discussion back and forth between Lewis and I what to do and we decided to do the waifu gauntlet as we're going to call it yep we yep. sent you through three slice of life animes Uzaki Chan wants to hang out my dress up darling and do not toy with me Miss Nagatora yeah we figured after you crying endlessly over a potato girl um <laughs> and and everything else that happened in Attack on Titan <laughs> that we, we at least make you cry tears of happiness Hopefully some of that happened in these, uh, plus also just crying of laughter sometimes. Yeah. So we, we thought we would send you through something actually fun and happy and filled with love and infuriation. <laughs> yeah, also, <laughs> also that. Also a little BDSM as a small spoiler warning. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no kink shame. No kink shame. Just saying there, there's going to be some BDSM talk here. <laughs> Sounds like it sounds like you got ideas. <laughs> you know, it's funny after Attack on Titan, Joey went and watched all of it from the Game Club podcast, and uh, he asked me what we were doing this time, and I sent him just the trailers for all of them, and he's like, "I'm not watching any of that." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if you had sent me those trailers without me having to put out content around them, I would not have watched them either, honestly. <laughs> Well, now we have Josh's uh, review. Thank you, everybody, for listening so much. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. I just said the trailers. Let's not not jump the gun here. There might be some surprises. You never know. Awesome. Well, I hope there is, because I I wasn't too sure setting you into this, because I don't feel like you're the type to do, well, rom-com, or Slice of Life, as it's known. Uh, But let's start with Zagijan wants to hang out, and did you have fun? So I, I have notes on these. Um, I basically just summed up my my thoughts after all 12 episodes and put them into just a quick little single sentence, if I could. Uh, Uzaki-chan, I wrote, fun and completely messed with my expectations. I thought they were setting up a tragic backstory for Hina, and the show was much more straightforward, focusing on the present. If you just showed me this trailer and said, dude, you got to watch this, I'd be like, fuck no. That looks so annoying. And why the hell is her chest so huge? You know, that actually caused a lot of controversy when this came out. That, oh, yeah? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole thing about um, cancellation of this because of her design. A lot of, well, I guess, I don't, I, there's no polite way to put it, but canonically, I mean, she just has big boobas. There's no, there's no, there's no nice way for me to say that, but there was a lot of just like, this is bad female representation with missing a lot of what I think is the point of her character of her cheery disposition and making the guy who normally be a recluse be a little more social and making sure he has a good time and having fun. I I think this is people superficially looking at the character versus knowing the character, if that makes sense. Yeah. I had no idea that there was anything, uh, Anything like that about that? That's wild. Uh, when I jumped into it, it was all I heard was positive things. Which by then, I think it was like episode six or something. By that point, 
and by end of episode one, I was like, why is this getting such positivity? This thing is <laughs> such garbage. <laughs> but I'm jumping the gun here. I should back off. <laughs> I think that's the thing with a lot of Slice of Life is that it starts off and you're like, why am I watching this? And then you're on episode seven or whatever. And you're just like, these characters better fall in love and they better get married. And I'll see the wedding. And <laughs> Essentially. Josh, did you feel that, Eddie, when watching this? Just like the, I guess, the character relationship between the two of them. With this one, I was actually a lot more happy with them continuing to just be like, we're friends. That is all we need to be. That is all we are. And everyone else trying to push them together was driving me insane because... <laughs> that was the best part, I think. I, I think I think that's part of the fun, though, is them just trying to... Well, to give a little bit for what Josh is trying to say, the... Uh, the guy who owns the uh, cafe they work at, his daughter and Sakurai's best friend are all trying to just push them together. What is uh, Amy and uh, Akihiko, right? Yes. Ami, yep. man. Come on. Even I know what? it's Ami. Uh, it's Ami. Oh, whatever. I'm just I'm looking at. Same as Sailor Mercury. Littlest. Ami. It's Ami. <laughs> yes. But in, in, in any case, yeah, no, that, that was that was absolute fun for me. It was like it was an enraging moment. But at the same time, you're just like. Come on, let's let's get it. <laughs> so I, I did like the recurring joke, uh, although, again, it's it's more fan servicey because obviously, again, she's got big boobas, as Slade like to say. <laughs> the They do it twice where once he's playing a, an underwater V, uh, Sakurai is playing a, an underwater VR game. And then another time they're doing some kind of game at the beach where he ends up grabbing her by the boobs. And he's just like, is this a jellyfish? <laughs> and he's just like squeezing it and just massaging it and like it's a gel if it's a jellyfish get off it man you that thing's gonna sting you but he's just like so invested in trying to figure out what it is he just continues to grow up and i'm like that's funny like yes it's fan service <laughs> but that's funny oh there's there's plenty of fan service in this to go around and there's fan service in a lot of ways obviously with the um no polite way to put it but the sexualization of characters yeah i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> karaoke scene <laughs> never noticed not once <laughs> there's, there's a point when ami makes a joke where she's like i would wage and i would wager kakuin's soul which would fly over josh's head maybe not lewis's but that's a jojo's bizarre adventure reference it's a jojo reference yeah it's, it's a jojo <laughs> reference in there which even in my rewatch got me you know just laughing <laughs> 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 Lewis, as, as somebody else who's watched this, how did you approach uh, Uzaki Chan wants to hang out? Well, like I said, in, in the beginning, it's a little infuriating because uh, Hana is not one of the people who I gel with at all. She's very much in your face, very annoying, uh, very much, uh, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I totally related to uh, Shinichi, right? Sakurai. So Sakurai. Oh, whatever. Last name. Shinichi is his first name that we never hear. That's true. Yeah. Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a tease. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I related a lot to him because I, I mean, to this day, if you were to strip me from my wife and my son, I'd be an absolute recluse uh, <laughs> gamer, just stay, staying with my own time and staying inside. And I would leave the house to go watch a movie and come on back, which is essentially what they do in this damn show. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, the first few episodes were in infuriating for me but ultimately at the end once a gag starting hitting started hitting again with the with the As, uh, asai's uh asai asai 
Ami Asai. Yeah. There you go. Or Asai's the Asai's, started, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, once they started, you know, doing their whole thing, uh, along with the other friends on the outside, uh, I forgot his his guy friend also started trying to get in. Get on it. Yeah. There you go. Started getting on it. That was that was really amazing. And then the mother gets into play, which is. <laughs> phenomenal like that was <laughs> chef's kiss the the mom was probably the highlight like, suki uh, yeah suki usuki and just her misunderstanding and misinterpretation <laughs> of every everything. situation that was cherry on top <laughs> to give y'all those listening who haven't watched it there's one point sakurai's well she thinks that sakurai is just staring at her chest the whole time but there's a cat on her lap and he's just like man i love cats but she she thinks like he's looking at her <laughs> in a very sexual way. He's not. He just wants to pet the cat, the literal cat. <laughs> and, and for a and little she bit, she thinks context, he wants to pet that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. Spoiler alert for maybe the end of the episode where Slade and Lewis put me through a few questions. But if there was a character I related to, it was Sakurai. He has that loner, I, I need my time alone kind of things. And he loves cats. Like just every time he sees a cat in that, that moment, especially where he's just like staring at, at Hana's cat. He has this great internal dialogue or just like, oh man, kitty cats. I love kitties. I want to pet that kitty cat. And one of the gags about uh, Sakurai is that he has a very villainous face like he's he's got really he's got evil looking eyes I guess is the way they usually put it very stone faced unapproachable very intense mm -hmm. so he has this look on his face and he's trying to look like oh kitty cat and again he's just looking more sinister because he's looking at the cat in his own way and the mom's just like what the fuck is happening stop I <laughs> Stop, stop stop undressing me with your eyes. Stop oogling yeah, me. That's, and that's the thing. That, I mean, when you first meet the mom as well, she's watching some like daytime drama show yeah, on TV. Like a real romantic and, drama all, yeah, of, our, and she's all of our lives like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, oh goodness, I can't believe it's like this. And that it that kind of sets up her personality in itself anyway. Yeah, the mom was a highlight though. And and so, again, like I related definitely between the the three male protagonists of the these shows, Sakurai was probably the one I related to most. All right, good deal. There were there were times there were times that uh Zaki Chan herself uh was very endearing, but that was definitely towards the end. Uh and then the tone the tonal shift of like her trying to give off the signals because yes, they're all ended up being friends at the very end, but you could see that she started leaning in one, one direction and then you're just there grabbing freaking Sakurai by the shoulder. She's like, God damn it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she loves you. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think that's half the fun of slice of life though. Is that frustrating bit where you're just watching, I guess from the outside, like the size essentially like just kiss already. Just kiss. <laughs> oblivious to the very end Sakurai man so I, I give that to him sometimes a lot of these shows like just just give it up you know like oh yeah sure here you go cool let's let's have him have him be together at the end but now this one he's just like he's he he got a small hint and then uh, this this actually has a it's season two I think comes out this year so. there's actually a season two yes there is going to be a season two is there a is there an ongoing manga to this thing then yes there is of course there is there's always one Yes, there is. So here would be, I guess, the end of, unless y'all have something else to talk about for Zaki-chan. She's got big moves. 
<laughs> and doesn't her shirt say super huge? Like I yes, it they, does. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yes, yeah. Her Opai. favorite shirt says "Opai" her... means uh, I mean boobs in in in, uh, in Japanese. So yeah, her her shirt her shirt canonically says super huge. <laughs> That's her favorite shirt as well. One thing I will say that, like I mentioned, kind of in my my notes here. Uh, I thought this show was going to get a little bit more into the backstory. I was kind of surprised that it was very much more straightforward because uh, I think the second episode ends or maybe the third with Sakurai saying, I wonder how she ended up this way. And it, it I was like, oh, she's overcompensating for something. And maybe she has a tragic friendship backstory or something. No, she's just really outgoing and crazy. A lot of slice, of, yeah. A lot of slice of life. So uh, we'll 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 be pretty straightforward. It's like no, there's no backstory to give. Very worst case, you'll get like a five minute flashback that's that's overly done and on purposely cheesy to kind of drive that the story the point home that like it's not that important. Um, but no, I'm I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad this this was straightforward because it doesn't need any backstory of anything or anyone. Nah. No, I mean, it gives it gives a little bit of backstory where, like, it's them in high school. Yeah, and it's the moment that uh, Sakurai became endearing to Uzaki, uh, Hana, and, uh, or, yeah, Uzaki-chan. Uh, so it it's that moment that really kind of made her be like, oh, he is approachable. He's not just scary looking. Right. So it's their time at the swim club that, and then their time at the fireworks festival the first time while they were still in high school that makes him seem approachable i mean i i quite like this it's just a fun watch yeah. i think that's the whole thing about slice of life it's a fun watch yeah and, i agree yeah. but ultimately this is for josh so like what would you rate it you don't have to give it a number but like if you could just say uh this this was fun this was irritating or a throwaway you know, what would you yeah. say on the on the talking smack scale of must watch or must see or pass i would give it a must see oh wow. i would oh, wow. say if if you're willing to give it if you're willing to give it three episodes to get into it, I would say it's something that you can really enjoy. But it takes three episodes really to be like, oh, this is fun. Per- personally, four. Make, yeah. make it to four. But, but yeah, three warms up. Uh, yeah, I think three is the warm up. But I feel like that's the same for most Slice of Life animes, though, is that it's the third episode where you really like, okay, I love these characters. Right. Let me get invested in them. Right. Which... I also think it's going to be a, uh, a whole part of this episode here. Josh is us saying on the talking smack scale. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Lewis, would you like to lead us into this one? Uh, well, this next one, my dress up darling uh, ended up being a absolute surprise for me. Uh, everybody was recommending it. Everybody was saying like, this is like the, the, the wife who steal of the whole season. Oh my God. Uh, and it's very true. It's, it's, um, it's a it's a story about you know high schoolers, uh, real life getting into cosplay. Also, not uh, you know sticking up for others when there's no reason to, to bully anyone down, and also just you know screw you. This is my life. This is what I'm into, and there's no shame. There's no shame in what you love and, and what you do. Um, and then outside of that, the rest of the hijinks and the, the funniness ensues, and a lot of the oh how do I word this unintentional tension that happens in this show in a very sweet and innocent and endearing way uh, while the other one one's oblivious and one is just ready to pop like oh my god I'm going to be taken away or beat up um, <laughs> and yeah that's with the the two main characters you have uh, uh, Marin and Marin, uh, yeah. 
and uh Goju Senpai, uh or uh Wakana, Wakana, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh Wakana's into making little Japanese uh I forgot exactly what they're called, little Ina, the, the, Ina dolls. Ina dolls, there you go. The the classical Ina dolls. You guys might have seen them just Google Ina dolls, I'm sure you'll see them and be like, Oh, I know what those are. Um he takes after his grandfather who does very delicate work on these. He fell in love with that, and that's 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 his passion passion project and his hobby for the future. Uh and then you have Marin who is trying to get into cosplay. Uh, is very excited about anime and manga and and, and dressing up, uh, but doesn't know how to get into it. And eventually they they cross paths. And Josh, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so my notes were: I love the sincerity of this show. It kind of reminded me of Can't Buy Me Love with from the eighties. Slade, you might not know what it is since you don't watch movies. Patrick Dempsey, I believe, is in it, and then uh, the lead actress from that movie passed away in the last few years, which is sad. Um, but I, I felt like Gojo was very one note character. Like he, of all the characters in these shows, I think he was probably the most blank slate. And, uh, but I loved Kitagawa, uh, Marine. Uh, she was compelling enough to support the entire show for me. Uh, but yeah, Gojo just, he, he was like, I love my, my Hina dolls and I love making these things. And I appreciate seeing these people enjoying what they're doing. And I can put that and he he's like, I can I can embrace who I am as well because of this. And it, it gives him a little bit of self-confidence. But overall, I, I really did not find him extraordinarily compelling. He felt more I don't, narrative. He's supposed to be the everyman. He's supposed to be your self-insertion, essentially. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I agree with them being one note, though, because of um, not only the way that he just kind of comes out of his shell from going from working on Hina dolls to um, very lewd cosplay but then making cosplay for other people. I, I mean, he does kind of come out of his shell a bit. He's not very one note. He's willing to, um, and I'd say if he's one note, then all he would do is Hina dolls. You know, I don't want to make anything else, but he does come out of his way to make like, not only for uh, Kitagawa herself, but also uh, Juju or uh, Sajini Inui and, Shinju, and, uh, yeah. her, and his sis and her sister. Right. Yeah, making cosplay for both of them. Uh, what I feel like at the end of the day he's passionate about is uh, what other people are passionate about. And yeah, like helping them helping them meet that passionate. And, and helping passionate. them real and helping them realize that they don't have to put themselves in a box. Which yeah. is what I what I yeah. like. Yeah, and which it, he, what, he realizes after like episode three that he oh, I like making Hina dolls, but also this cosplay is amazing because I feel good about them enjoying what I've created. And that's kind of the lesson that he imbues upon them. But it, it really just feels like that's that is his baseline. That is he doesn't really high low anything else from there. Uh, well, his he, his per, personally, not to jump in, like his high low is him accepting other people's passions and driving them along. But remember, he also is enclosed on his love for Hina dolls for almost the entirety of the show. Yeah. Until he fi- until finally, you know, he he's told, hey, Quit being stupid and I'm going to do to you what you've done to us and just fucking enjoy your shit, dude. Like screw everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was, I don't disagree, but it just, it felt very, very single tone throughout the entire thing. Like he, he makes the cosplay. Someone has a moment with him and then he kind of has a little speech about like, I saw you, how you much you enjoyed this. And it's kind of like me with my Hina dolls. And then, they have a moment of like, oh my gosh, it's, it is the same. Now I love what I do again. 
And that's kind of it. See, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't agree with that because now you're saying he's Sheldon. <laughs> oh, God. And no. I'm insulted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. no, like All that's right, a one. No, that's he, a one he's one. a much more compelling character than Sheldon. Thank I'll, you. Thank he you. He does because he, he grows. You can watch him grow a bit, you know, because you see him go from like, I mean, he's always very awkward and very like self conscious about what he does, but you see him grow a bit to become more comfortable with like, um, the way cosplay is and interacting with other people where prior to that, he would not be at all. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true because he was so sheltered that he wouldn't have even thought about cosplay. So it's not, not what I'm saying is that that makes his transition is doing the cosplay. Gotcha. That makes him open up more. So I think he starts a very sheltered and he's slowly opening up as the show goes on. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like a fast one like Sakurai was in Uzaki-chan. It's like a gradual opening up as someone who's actually reading the manga and I I hate to be a yeah, I'm reading the manga. But like, <laughs> you know, uh, in book 6, I mean, he's very more like instead of being so awkward and like, "Ah, oh, I don't I don't want to talk to you. I'm really self-conscious." He's more like, "Oh, do you need help with this?" I mean, he's very more he's a lot more forward. Right. Yeah. And a lot more uh, expressive of himself. And I think part of where I'm, I'm probably not articulating this as best as I could, but I think part of what really changed, like influenced my perspective of this was that uh, Bluey season three came out not to be jumping (laughs) off ship from uh, anime here, but there's an episode. Bluey came out. That's the important thing. There's an episode in, in the newest episodes that have launched in the U S where uh, the dad bandit is playing a game with his kids where he's pretending to be, ha- to have been born yesterday. So everything oh, is yeah. new and amazing to him. Like he sees a leaf and he's like, Oh my God, what's your name? Who are you? What is this? And I kind of got a lot of that feeling from uh, Gojo where he, he steps foot in the ocean. He's like, this is the first time I've ever stepped foot in the ocean. And it was kind of like Sam from Lord of the Rings where he's like, if I take one more step, this is the furthest from home I've ever been. And it just, it felt kind of like that in a, in a sincere kind of way, but it, it just, it reminded me of too many other things. I think. I just, I want to bring up the meme that I sent to the group chat when Josh got to the beach episode of my dress up darling. And it's uh, Gojo pointing off in the distance. It just says we defeat our enemies. (laughs) (laughs) I, I searched for my, I was at work searching through my phone for like 15 minutes to find that image. I just watched it. (laughs) Now I'm just thinking of the meme where I have a meme for that. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I, I, I fell in love with my dress up darling when it came out. Yeah. I mean, Maureen herself, she's such an endearing character. And I think, like I said, a lot of the people who I, I don't know a proper way to determine them would just be like, I dislike the fan service or whatever. But uh, her herself, she's such an endearing character and so likable. Like even Josh brought up like the amount of fan service and he's like, this is kind of awkward. And I'm like, oh, look, you got to re- realize it's a, or I guess Lewis, as you put it, it's a high school uh, coming of age story. You know, you got to just keep that in mind while you're watching it. And she is just like, I'm going to be myself and I don't care what other people think. And I, I feel like there's so much endearing qualities behind that. Yeah. She, she found herself and the hell with everyone else um, to the point that she's, she's, how would you put it? Uh, she's very like, 
you know, this is what I am, this is who I am, no big deal. It's it, it shouldn't bother you, it's not gonna bother me. She's self-assured. Uh, yeah, she's self-assured yeah, to the point that she starts undressing in front of Gojo just to get his size, her sizing, and you know he's got to yep. stick his his hands in between her thighs and around her bust and all that, and you know to her it's like he's We're sizing me for yeah, she's right, like, yeah, yeah, for, this is all this business. art that and I'm doing, and Gojo's yeah. like, oh my god, I felt the heat of her crotch on my hand, oh my god, you know, like he's self-aware because he's you know, girls and boobs, oh no. Yeah, um, yeah, and she's but she's just like having fun with them. Like, this is who I am, and I'm having a good right, time, you know. Right. right it's not. And this it's, is not in a. It's not inappropriate. I'm wearing a bathing suit. I'm not in my underwear. Like right. I've thought of this beforehand. It's the same thing, but you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, and then you get to the you know towards the end where the, the realization happens that she starts being a little bit more self aware. Um, you know, and then then the the romance starts kicking in towards the end. But I think the real endearing moment was when she when she realizes that he's putting his everything like this is in the first few episodes he's putting in his everything his time and effort into getting this her first dress from him like yeah. on point that yeah. he's sleep deprived and bags under his eyes and like getting yeah, he sick because he's got no sleep and she breaks it down for him just totally thankful like that that was that's a nice that's a human emotion. Yeah. That's a human moment for me. And I yeah, think. she's like, I, I, I can't believe you were staying up all night and you were working all night. You didn't have to do that, but he, you know, he did it for her. Yeah, and something yeah, you don't see in a lot of shows, let alone anime, is human speech <laughs> <laughs> actually but, talking to each other. Like, oh my god, I didn't know that she wanted to do this for you. Hey, I want to do this because of this. Oh, anime over. The explanation. And there's <laughs> one of the one of the other big things I want, want to bring up is when he's like. I never use the word beautiful except for, you know, if I genuinely mean it and he calls her beautiful. And I, I think that's like the big point where she turns like, Oh fuck, I'm in love with him. And uh, Josh, I, I'm going to call you out a bit because you were a little worried about the fan service and whatnot when you were watching it. the age of the characters definitely made the fan service moments a little cringe for me because that again, it's I, fan service. I'm willing to, I'm willing to go with that. But the, after finishing the anime, you still feel the same way or I would still say that if it, I would have more enjoyment. I would, I would actually be watching this with my wife probably, or no, I shouldn't say with, I, I did watch the pilot with her uh, just to gauge her interest. But overall, I, I don't know how often I would seek it out just because again, I, I don't want to sit through those moments. Cause again, these are supposed to be 14, 15, maybe 16 year old kids. And I, I totally understand what you guys are saying. And I am not shaming anyone who enjoys these moments because I'm pretty sure if Ricky got involved or invested in this series, she would just be gushing over all those moments too, along with all the fans. You're like, Oh my God, she's so gorgeous. Oh my God. She's so pretty. <laughs> but, I, I will say the, the, like the most egregious like fan service bit is with the uh, literally a middle schooler, Shinjui Inui. And well, her, chest size essentially making a button go and impale itself on the wall oh yes right. yes yeah that's i mean but I, I feel like that's more so it's fan service with the slice of comedy in there right it does a yeah and i i totally understand yeah. that and i get it. it it just like that moment was fine for me because again she was still covered up the bust popping was that was fine because the shirt never busted out either you didn't just get her down to her bra it was it was more just the the moments of like, oh, my God, we just saw Kitagawa's undies. Oh, my God, she's in a swimsuit. Look at her, how she shines. And <laughs> just all these things just 
it's, it's the glamour shots of a teenager that just I'm like, no, I don't need that. No, I, don't, I don't need that. So I had to put my dick away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I also that's something that like, especially when you watch anime and you find out like how old the kids are. And, and this is in any anime. And I think it's something very Japanese. That, and I'm not trying to, I guess, defend in any way the fact that they're underage for American audiences. But I feel like it's um, Japanese storytelling or telly storytelling. <laughs> there you go. Uh, like, if you think about Aaron Yeager was 14 when Attack on Titan started, right? Yep. So whatever it is about Japanese storytelling, like, by the time you're 20, you're the old man with gray hair bent over with a cane. So all the stories have to be about kids. And I, I don't know why that is. I feel like there's a cultural thing that I'm missing out on. I think the cultural but, thing corresponds with these are still, I think, geared towards high schoolers. Like, yeah. I, I think they air during high school primetime or whatever that their prime time is um and then as far as like the sexuality stuff like yes it's still frowned upon but it's also it's a different cultural thing where like it's reflective of real life no big deal as long as you're not showing it it's just part of real life um so there you go okay i was trying to think of anything else really big you know what moment really sticks out in my head from my dress up darling it's during the fireworks episode where Maureen sticks her tongue out and her tongue is blue <laughs> from eating the icy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gojo has a slight freak out about it. Because, you know, I mean, other than his Hina dolls, nothing in life ever mattered. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's such it's such a beautiful... I mean, honestly, in Slice of Life anime, the fireworks episode is one of... Like, that's where they flex the budget. Yeah, it's because it's, it's the tropiest and it's also, like, the closest to cultural that you'll yeah. get in these things next yeah, to the beach flexing. episode not yeah, to interrupt they're, your they're point <laughs> slate here but i i Go do ahead. think the the fireworks episode is probably my favorite as well because it does show how much kitagawa has grown as a character and how much she has recognized her feelings for gojo because before she met gojo she might not have gone to that fireworks celebration whatever it was in a yukata and nah. in in this uh, it becomes a big deal that she's in a yukata for the event and Gojo, like, that's probably the moment I feel where Gojo is like, oh, my God, I think I love this girl. Like, he's had a crush, obviously, and he's, like, infatuated with her. But, like, that's the moment where I feel like the show went, he likes her. He loves her. Don't worry. She showed the nape of her neck, dude. Of course. <laughs> now, brother, you have to strike the nape of the neck. <laughs> Sorry to bring a tackle tight back. Hard this. facts. F-A-X. But... <laughs> So actually, to bring up our Attack on Titan episode, Lewis and I were talking about My Dress Up Darling and watching the anime within an anime. Josh, how did you feel about that? Um, I'm blanking on what that the, was. Is that I, th- I remember her favorite show. Oh, you were talking show. about the, the, like, the video games and all the other... No, n- no, no, her, no her favorite no. show, which is uh, very close to uh, your and your wife's shared favorite show of Sailor Moon. Yeah, and yeah, and it's it's the one that he made the cosplay for Juju for. Yes, okay. So that show that he was over there to watch. How did you feel about watching a, an anime within an anime? It's it's no different than like what Ducktales did or anything like that. Like there there's tropes like that in other shows where they they show a show within a show, and I, I was like, yeah, okay. this is basically Sailor Moon or uh, whatever Glitter <laughs> Force is ba- based off of. As long as, you, as long as you caught it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. As, long, as long as we're all aware that it's there. You weren't anime-ceptioned. Um, se- anime 
Josh, do you have any other points for my dress up darling you would like to bring up? Uh, again, from the trailer, I'm going to bring up the trailers here because the trailers do not do some of these shows justice. No, they never uh, do. I, I fully anticipated this to be a really weird show where once Gojo made the cosplay, she would just like embody the character and it, like hijinks would ensue. So like she's she's doing the the weird vampire girl for the first one. I was like, oh, she's going to go run off and be insane around town and he has to reel her in. Like, so no, you thought she would transform. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I'd I'd, I'm that. thinking anime. I'm thinking hijinks. I'd watch that. Did you pitch that? <laughs> And, and like, it didn't sound like it was going to be a, a bad show in my brain from what I was thinking it was going to be. It was very different. But again, I, I think honestly, this is probably my favorite of the three we watched. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's, let's Yay. go. <laughs> because I, I, Doki, I, Doki. I dig sincerity. So Josh on the, on the talking smack scale, what, what do we give this? This is definitely a must see for me. I, like I said, this kind of reminded me a little bit of Can't Buy Me Love, where the nerd who has no friends, uh, the popular girl ends up falling in love with him because they end up in this deal. But it's not as bad as in Can't Buy Me Love. They end up in this deal that puts them together for a significant amount of time. And they just kind of end up liking each other after all of this. And it's it's really just it's cute. And it it's a show that once my kids are older, I would probably be like, hey, you guys maybe want to see this oh man <laughs> let's go I like it I yeah like it. It, it, with the season two i i will continue to borrow lewis's crunchy roll and as that rolls out i'll watch it live <laughs> he, he doesn't oh, he wow. doesn't borrow anything please don't cancel my subscription let's, <laughs> let's let's put out the fact that he would watch it lot like the week to week. Uh, yeah i, I would Hell go yeah, week to week with this so that's up there with attack on time or at least as long as as long as the dub is available Usually the dub is like two a few, weeks. Few weeks behind. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's so usually like two or three weeks. Whenever behind. the dub is available, I'll, I'll pop it on. But yeah, this is you got to start with the subs, man. No, you got to start getting them reading eyes ready. Nah. <laughs> so I looked, I, I'm, I'll probably bring this up again, but I looked up the IMDb scores before we recorded and my dress up darling is obviously the highest rated. The highest of the three. Uh, yeah. That's like an 8.1 or an 8.9, somewhere around there. And then don't, is it don't toy with me or don't mess with me? I can't remember. Uh, don't toy with me. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Mm-hmm. That one is like 7.1. Seven. And mm-hmm. then uh, Uzaki-chan is 6.9, which I felt yep. was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uzaki-chan was kind of a throwaway for me personally. Like I'll watch it for funsies, but it's, it's, it's only memorable because it's still fresh in my head. Give me another year or two. Well, now that we talked about it, give me another two years. And it's probably just gonna just off my cranium. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember like Sakurai being a weird junkie about jellyfish and boobs. I just, but... I just remember her dumb cat face and her big eyes boobs. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, the stupid you, fucking why, cat. Why did you hate the cat so much? It was I just to bring that it up. made no sense. So there's 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 a lot of uh, there's a lot of tropes you'll find in some of these enemies. It's typically a cat trope like that. Though this is this was very intricate with the face. Uh, the other one is, uh, hearing just long drawn out cicada while the camera's like just facing, uh, 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 facing characters for like a long, awkward pause. And then the other one of that is when somebody says something stupid, it'll cut to a, a, a flying crow just going <laughs> just to show, you know, yeah. like this was stupid. So those are three major tropes of anime in case you've ever wondered if we so show you anything then- else. Yeah, and the, sometimes yeah. it was like um, the cat was just dumb. Like, 
There's, there's sometimes it's just like fourth wall, like author. Yeah. So the slave I, changed um, his hat, by the way. <laughs> in uh, My Hero Academia, uh, one of the characters, I can't stop twinkling, or Ayamata, you'll find a lot of times he's staring at what would be the, the camera. Like when something dumb is happening, so he's looking at the viewer. Yep. Yeah, and that's just that's just a signal like you should be laughing right yeah, it's now. A signal, it's like a yeah, little yeah. it's like a little fourth wall like joke essentially. Yeah. Either way, the cat was dumb. I don't like it. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> Especially after it, all those cute cats at the end, you got this dumbass thing. I should change the Yuzaki Chan one to the cat for the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> you still got time. <laughs> well, but I mean I, I like kind of matched it up with the avatar expressions, so I, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> You could use, oh. just add the cat in the bottom right corner of the thumbnail. Just, just <laughs> it yeah, there you go. Fix it for you. There you go. Okay. Josh, now we get to talk about your favorite of all of these. I think you're projecting. <laughs> don't don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Gonna be honest, this was my least favorite, but yep. I saw it. I saw it coming. But yeah. I will say this probably had the most satisfactory ending of all three. You lost me. Okay. All right. I, I need I need to hear some thoughts on this. Okay. So my 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 notes are least favorite of the three shows. Maybe the that, okay. So that's already that's what I said. Never mind. <laughs> Just wasted about thirty seconds of everyone's time. <laughs> so I as what I mean by all that is besides wasting everyone's time is I like that they created stakes within the story. It wasn't just this slice of life. Like this girl is torturing this kid, uh, this older boy who for all intents and purposes is very much into BDSM. I get with that. <laughs> you cannot tell me that senpai is not into BDSM and miss Nagatoro is his dominatrix. You can't convince no. me otherwise. He's in the Sundares and she's a Sundare, all right? Oh my goodness. Well, oh. he he became a convert within the show. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I shared uh, a screenshot of you, for, with you guys of Nagatoro standing over him on in on the beach and he is not hating it. <laughs> she's, sure shoving he's, in, she's shoving him down she's shoving him down in the sand and he is you scream, okay? I mean, I don't, I I, I don't know this sort of thing, but I've seen videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Experience confirmed. <laughs> so what Josh is saying is that he most relates to. <laughs> yeah. I've already said I, I relate more to Sakurai. Oh my goodness. Stop projecting um... Slade. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nagatoro is a Sundare. If you don't know what Sundare means, it's essentially like, uh, Dominatrix. If somebody, no, it's not a dominatrix. It's like I hate you, and I'm gonna bully you and make fun of you because I love you. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's a, that that like classic the, joke of like, yeah. This girl, this like, girl is constantly making fun of me and beating me up, and, and inside she actually really really likes me, but she doesn't know how to show it. So. Yes, yeah. There's there's so many points where Nagatoro shows like she she not only loves him. But like is uber jealous of anybody else being around him. There's a point he goes on a this is getting into the show. He goes on a fake date with uh, Sakura, and she's behind them the whole time. Like I hate every moment of this. Mm -hmm. I hate every minute of this. But it's also it's also growth because it takes her time 
to realize that. And she slowly comes to her own realization. Yeah. At the end of the show, she definitely is like, oh, you love me too? Oh, you do? You know, trying yeah. to get him to say it first kind of thing. But that's, again, Sundere characteristics. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, but no, man, he's a total outright nerd who doesn't know how to like defend himself at all or anything. So it's, it's not BDSM. It's 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 just not knowing to how to defend himself. Yes, please. <laughs> With Josh uh, misinterpreting BDSM and Sundere characteristics, right? Seems like the line is very thin there. That's fine, but the line's there. So <laughs> this is another one we actually brought up during the uh, Attack on Titan episode. Where Lewis and I both said we appreciated uh, Do Not Toy Feed Miss Nagatora. Lewis, do you have any uh, good thoughts on the show? Yes, on Miss Nagatoro. I mean, shit's fucking hilarious, man. I mean, that's <laughs> that's really the main reason why why I stuck with this thing. It was just funny through and through. She's an asshole. He's fucking useless. Her squad are assholes, and you don't like anybody in this show. It's 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 just bad. But at the same time, you have those small moments of endearment. You're like, oh man, there's. It's humanity. Ah, oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I, and, I, and I like that. That definitely that, that tickled the cockles of my heart. Um, and oh. uh, and yeah, uh, I, I also find it funny how people latched onto the show. I know Josh, you were just talking to me how this was rated second highest out of all three, and I think you were going to ask me why. No, I, I don't. Okay. I don't even remember at this point. I still have some COVID fog brain as well. Because because um, I can tell you because I can tell you why. It's because we, it's, it's we got Nagatoro, dark skinned girl who's the the, oh, the, the love yeah. brain child of uh, the main uh, the main artist who like got to where he's at for drawing boatloads of hentai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you look up anything he did beforehand, he was drawing a lot of hentai, and it's it's kind of obvious in this one. So you're not half wrong, Josh. That's yeah, what I'm trying to tell you. I, I yeah. have I have vilified you. <laughs> in this one, you, you got some uh you got some leeway on that. <laughs> it's definitely done on purpose for the jokes and for the connection. Especially especially for the president, who doesn't ever get a name other than the president. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of one of my favorite things about Nagatoro, I think, is just Again, it is that the fact that at the end of the day, she actually cares about her senpai as much as she does bully him, but she tries to bully him in the correct direction. And it's kind of like uh, somebody showing you love who doesn't exactly know how to show it, which I really appreciate. But she's she's not my favorite character for the show either. I'm, I'm going to guess Yoshi. Oh, no. Which if you don't. Look her too, personally. For, <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Yoshi is actually voiced by Lily Pichu, who's, uh, oh, whose uh, girlfriend is she? It's, uh, what's his name? Michael Reeves. If Yeah, I saw Lewis. It's the guy who made the uh, Spot the Dog pee beer. There we go. Okay, cool. It's not that yeah. bell. Yeah. But Gamo-chan is my uh, my favorite character. Dude. Gamo? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I just I, I, up, I think I just liked her design because it just screamed of fucking... Uh, uh kill a kill and um and she's uh, just like she's like i know i'm i'm being the shithead friend and i'm <laughs> i'm stirring the pot which i always appreciate oh yeah she stirs a pot like a 
bastard. Uh, but no, I'm, ta- I'm talking design wise. The only reason why I kind of like, like, man, I latched on to not latched on, but like, I look forward to seeing her because I just got vibes of uh, of Trigger. Uh, so again, you know, Kill a Kill, Gorlagon. Uh, didn't they also work on? No, did they work on? Um... Oh, I forgot the name. There's only like four or five episodes in this fucking series. It was on Adult Swim. Everybody loved it. Great music, great soundtrack. I lost it. Right on shooting nah. star. No, don't recognize it. Never mind. Nah, I forgot. Sorry. I lost it. But whatever. The design just—I don't know. It looks like it was just taken straight directly uh, from them. So, and I had a hard time disconnecting that for some reason. But uh, but no. Yeah, this was one I I very much appreciated, and I it, it's just a fun watch to me. Just to like, oh, hey, this is out, and let's enjoy. I think Lewis nailed it on the head. There's not really a likable character in the show, which that's that's a big thing for me. I need to like my characters to really invest in the show. So you're that one person who didn't like Breaking Bad? Yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> really? Wow. I, 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 wow. Oof, I watched wow. the entire series, and I forgot it completely because I don't care. Like, no one's a good person. Jesse has like moments, but overall he's still just a shithead. And our first, our, our first comeback episode, uh, Beppo and I did uh, like our favorite, Oh shit moments. And she was talking about the moment where Gus gets blown up and walks out like all two face, like before he keels over dead. And I didn't even remember that moment. It's like, <laughs> was that the oh, same such show? Big, such that's, a big moment. That's, that's um, kind of me with uh, not, not to piggyback on that. Sorry, Slade. Um, but uh that's kind of the same thing with me with like always sunny and shit. Like I can't, yeah, I can't watch sunny. I can't watch Seinfeld. I uh, always sunny. And what's there's another one too with uh, Michael Sarah and, and everything too. Um, but Arrested uh, development that one. Yeah. Same, the same, both those shows. My wife's always like heckling me to watch this. I'm like, I can't, everybody's our assholes because that's more, I can stomach that an animation since it's so unrealistic that I can sit through it and enjoy it and laugh and be, and be, angry at these people were like in a real life situation like i can't believe this is a human being saying this shit before me and i know it's a comedy but i'm just so fucking enraged mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do it so uh i, I can do it in a or in a animated medium because it just pulls myself out so yep yeah you kind of uh you can pull away from the humanity aspect of it lack thereof yeah i don't I, again i appreciate the growth that you can see the two of them go through throughout this uh the show between Nagatoro and senpai and i think that's kind of what i was getting at earlier with uh i think it's the better finale of the the two shows because the last two episodes alone you get a lot of growth and if you showed someone like the last two episodes i think they'd be like oh yeah that was fun but if you showed them the entire series maybe they'd be a little bit more like me yeah i can see that i can totally so you didn't that. appreciate the episode where um Senpai wakes up and he's in a video game world and he has to go uh, find the Demon King. That was that, was that was fun, but is I've seen it before, so it's not like it was extraordinarily unique. Do you have a standout episode for this? Or a standout, not even episode, but moment for Nagatora? Uh, it would have to be again yeah. in, the, in the finale where, <laughs> yep. she, where uh, <laughs> Senpai is talking about how he, he only wants to draw Nagatoro because she is she has become his inspiration. To draw to make good art. Okay, it, it's it's a nice change of pace between the other two series where he is openly acknowledging his feelings and what has changed in him, 
where in the other shows it's all a lot of it is internal where like with uh uzaki chan it's it's everyone else around them like oh my god you guys are so in love and like fuck no and they're just <laughs> friends and then with my dress up darling you get a lot of kitagawa just like oh my god i love him he's so cute oh my god he's so caring i love him and then you have gojo who's just kind of like wow i'm experiencing this for the first time ever and I love my Hina dolls and things are beautiful that I haven't experienced before in life. Josh, I have, to, I, I have to correct you that <laughs> Kitagawa says, I love him, not I yes. love him. Ah, okay, fine. I, yes. She says, she says, I love him. Fine. Which is also, which is and also that, that correct. That's a cute little like chicken arm thing. Which, which, which is also a, <laughs> a, a correct translation, by the way, too. They also go <laughs> with the word in Japanese. So kudos to the uh, translators. Yeah. Yeah. But there, my point being, there's no open expression of their feelings towards each other. It's always unspoken and they just kind of accept that they're together without being together. Whereas this one senpai openly says she has become my inspiration. I, I only want to draw her and Nagatoro is like, Oh, you know, <laughs> and so I, I, I appreciated that where she, she acknowledges her feelings by allowing him to continue to draw her and not, and accept the fact that he wants to draw her as she is, not like cosplaying or as like a furry or something like that. It, like, uh, what is it? anthropomorphic? That's that's the word. <laughs> left left turn, <laughs> but okay. BDSM furries. That's that's a thing, right? Uh, be glad you're not a Sonic fan, man. The shit you're doing. Lewis is Lewis is a Sonic fan. I saw your tweet from earlier today. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, dude. Oh my god. I don't even want to. Uh, I wanted to throw. I wanted to throw fire on that. That like not all Sonic fans are furries, but all furries are Sonic fans. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're not wrong. I wanted to throw fire onto that so bad. And I've got no problem with furries. I got friends from a long time ago in the Sonic message boards that they turned out that they were furries too, and they're very good, no, normal, good, no, normal people. No. I it's... got, I got problems with furries. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My best friends are furries, so that's. But when it gets to that point of just like no return, just no, no, drop <laughs> it, please. Oh my god. Oh man. So, I feel like this is kind of a commentary on Miss Nagatoro where we've gone off on what like five tangents already with barely talking yes. about this show. A little bit. Yes, yes. But my my I just remembered Lewis. What I was gonna say is I'm kind of shocked that Miss Nagatoro was actually rated higher than Uzaki Chan. That's what I was gonna bring up in the the P break 2.0. Oh yeah, that's that that's exactly what I just told you. Okay, yeah. You're surprised and you wanted to probably wanted to know why. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It, did I'm not, not cover it that exact same way? <laughs> Play it back me up here. <laughs> Probably. So, well, no, I love all these equally. That I'm like ready for season two of all of them, and it's going to be like, hey, turn my phone off. I'm watching this. I'll be Nobody absolutely honest. I can drop Uzaki. Like it was fun. Oh, really? I could drop Uzaki. Like if. All these aren't getting season twos. I'm gonna watch uh, Nagatoro for yeah, sure. Right. I'm gonna watch uh, My Just Darling for sure. If the three of them come out first and they have something else to watch, Uzaki is getting dropped. It was so. Let's say let's say they all drop on Saturday at the same time. Who gets watched first? Luke, my dress up. The question. My dress up. Real okay. Hands down. My dress up. Then Nagatoro. Nagatoro. 
and then what day is Thursday it? Gate. The Saturday, and then uh, my uncle from another world. <laughs> so, so all the that that would be your watch order, though, yep. just like that. Okay, so I. Mine dying. Would be a little Water went down the wrong it pipe. Would... <laughs> I'm sorry, that we broke Josh for a moment. My my watch order for Saturday would be my dress up, darling, Uzaki Chan, wow. then Nagatora. Wow. Mine would be the flip. I actually like Uzaki more than I do Nagatora, but I I fucking love Nagatora. It's 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 a fun watch that like it goes in my like Kanosuba turn my brain off just enjoy. Yep, I mean, and, enjoy the, and I'll put kind of, I'll put Kanosuba up over Nagatoro any there's, any day. But yes, that's why I enjoy. There's a whole it. point. There's a whole point in Nagatoro where they're like, we're doing a training arc, and you know, they're doing a training arc. This is a exercise anime now. Deal with it, and it's like you're aware of yourself enough to do that. I very much appreciate that, and that's one of those things that makes me latch on. But it doesn't put you up above something else. Gotcha. That's fair. That's fair. So. What we didn't ask before you and I went into those ratings was, Josh, how does this go on the talking smack scale? I would say this one's a pass for me. Ooh. Mm, flip. Okay. I, did, I wouldn't say I hate it, uh, but between the three and just personal preference, I would say pass on this one. I, I did not hate my time watching it, but I, w- I will not go back to this one again. Okay. So given how the me and Lewis talked about all three together. Josh, how would your... It's Saturday morning. It's 11 o'clock. You're like, oh, it's anime time. But all these drop at the same time at 11. What's your watch order? As you guys were talking about that and while I was dying coughing, um, I <laughs> I was thinking about how you guys are weird because I usually will save... <laughs> I will usually save what I like the most for last. So I have that like good last taste. Okay. Depends on the show for me. I know where you're coming from because I do the same thing when it's – it depends on the day. Like how do I want to leave my day from this? I'm, I'm opposite. So like Slade saying Saturday morning, for me it would be Saturday night because I'm an adult and right. I don't have mornings. <laughs> so it's how do I want to go to bed? Do I want to go to bed feeling happy, uh, laughing, absolutely enraged? Not Toro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but uh um but yeah no i i get that i get that yeah my, mine's saturday morning because i'm a childless adult <laughs> that's fair. Else to do. so that's that's why it's it's like saturday morning cartoons for me is now anime and like nice yeah, it, <laughs> so, so if we're talking like most anticipated what i'm most excited for that day it would be my dress up darling and then probably uzaki chan and then don't mess with me miss nagatoro or don't toy with me miss nagatoro now, here comes the golden question, since it's not just like, oh, what's your favorite one? It's the waifu gauntlet. Josh, who's the waifu? You got to pick one of the three. Uh, you're, you're making me feel so awkward because these are all teenagers, except for Uzaki, who, like, she turned what? She turned 18 in that series. Cool. Pretend, that it's, no, she, pretend no, it's five no, years Uzuki, later. Uzaki turned 20, actually. That's the yeah, they're college. They're college kids. So he's I, a college kid. I would have to go with uh, Kitagawa. Like, yay! She, just, she she does remind me a lot of Ricky as far as like her nerd interests go. So like, I that's probably part of what connected me most to her as well. Like the cosplay thing is super fun. Uh, that's Likewise. that's a world I, I I can relate to as far as understanding the passion behind it. Yeah, I just um, want to I want to point out you you've made everybody else mad who loves Uzuki and everybody who loves Nagatoro. 
You Mission complete. Ruined, <laughs> you've, ruined, you've ruined all your clout with all of them. Well, That's I'm sorry they gave me an ultimatum and I, I went with my gut. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. I guess it's the wife who I went with my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> That's element number two. Congratulations, Josh. You are a weeb. <laughs> We almost got Josh to pure weed him. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. Oh, uh, as awesome. soon as Josh gets like one figure, that's how we know we got him. <laughs> Gifting's not allowed. I'm on to you, Slade. <laughs> He's got to buy it in his own accord. Oh, oh thank God I have three kids and I can never afford one. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, looking at Lewis's background. <laughs> That was ninety nine percent of that was acquired before Lewis's kid was born. Also very true. Ninety nine point nine percent of that's also the wife. Um, I am I am literally the 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 guy meme of like, hey, look, here's a picture of my new place. How do you guys like it? And it's just a chair, a box of the TV on the box <laughs> with the PlayStation next to it. I am to be I'll, happy. The bookshelf off screen from y'all, there's a shelf that's just the wife shelf, and it's just figures. <laughs> well, she's got she's got that. Uh, she's got a craft room full of more on the wall, like from from. Uh, you should see that? the wall to Lewis's left. Like you, you might have a heart attack with the games and yeah. amiibos and everything oh, else. And, yeah, no, that's a lot of my friends come over here and they're like, "You just live in the gamer house," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, basically I do because I I have no other commitments." Yeah, it would make you sad to know that uh, one of our cats going through some sort of like thyroid problem and started uh, producing more pee in my bottom shelf of my gaming shelf oh no i lost a lot lost a lot so pour one out for me please i will <sighs> I, I coughed um, one up earlier is that me. okay what's up i coughed one you up coughed earlier one up. when i was <laughs> i was drowning on my own water my own spit oh man so but, we found out josh's true waifu though that's all that's, that's all, all we need <laughs> all that matters that's, that's all we need that that's all that uh, i love that explanation joke and now you guys are just kind of like he's ours <laughs> it's not a joke if you meant it man <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not us. Exactly. Exactly. That came yeah, from we, the heart we have, we have and the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Unless he edits it because he's a puss. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, Lewis, what you and I have to do, well, what you and I have to do is keep saying that his waifu was Nagatoro. And then, you know, obviously his waifu was uh, Uzaki-chan. But really, <laughs> overall, his waifu was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll call it back. You'll correct it. Just changing the continuity throughout. Yeah, just, just change it constantly. Don't worry about it. So so now comes the next question for whenever we do this again. Uh, I figured I'd pose a question to you because Slade and I have been going back and forth on, on what we should show you next. We wanted to cheer you up a bit with stupid from uh, Attack on Titan. Uzaki Chan was definitely mm, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Uzaki and Nagatoro. Don't don't miscredit yeah. her. Um, but uh, uh, do you want to go back into uh, funny comedy, like laugh your ass off direction? Or do you want to get some damn good writing and uh, pluck at your strings? Um, it can get pretty dire. Uh, a lot of Attack on Titan, but it's 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 good and it's still continuing. About, yeah, like the the one the ones that I have in mind, like yeah, and you have a third one that I haven't seen, so I can't speak to that one. But yeah. I imagine it's the same as uh as oh, far I, as like, I, I I cried a few times in the first season, yeah. kind of thing. So my my questions would be like, do you want to laugh or do you want to get back to the, like great writing series? 
or not not that the I, comedy one isn't well written because it's fucking well written for for laughter i also figured i have a, a four-sided dice over here <laughs> we, could, we could roll a dice I'll, I'll go with roll the dice because I, I mean, I'm always up for something hilarious and funny and like these really kind of changed my perspective on anime. Good. Good. Because like I've, number seen, two complete. I've seen some, I've seen good drama anime. I've, I've seen Sailor Moon, obviously I've seen like the outrageous stuff. Uh, but like this, again, like I said, it, all of these kind of challenged my perspective of what these were going to be. I thought my dress up darling was going to be this. Oh, and then if you have a, if you want drama, actually, yeah, I actually, uh, I actually poised it to you, and then Slade, you surprised me that you didn't, you haven't seen Journey to the end of the end of the universe. Yeah. Um. So if you want drama, if, if you want drama, like good drama, like holy shit, that's another one that'll really fucking open your eyes. So yeah, it depends on what direction you want to take, man. I would say episode count should really be considered. Okay. So I think the the two serious ones, especially the comedy that Lewis and I have in mind, are uh, they're very manageable watches. They're what a two twelve season episode two twelve so, seasons. So no, so Josh, the show I have picked for my serious one is called The Rising of the Shield Hero. It's an isekai, which is basically uh, you die in your current world and you respawn in a new world, right? And you have to play the role of the hero. Rising of the Shield Hero. It's on two seasons right now. Season three has been announced. Um, what I will say, as somebody who's a fan of the show, season one is super strong. Season two starts off extremely weak, but finishes very, very strong. And then uh, a ReZero is on its third season, awaiting a fourth, if I remember right. They're, they're long, but I mean, they're very, very well written. Um, they make your brain work. Um, they make your They make your tear ducts work. <laughs> And uh, there's a lot of connection with characters that you get into. Um, there's a little bit, as far as the fan service thing, it's less fan service and more of the, the 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 character himself has some growing to do. So it goes from like stupid teenager to actually like character growth, and they, they gets dropped off by like almost season two, really, um, or nearly at the end of season one. But it's it's fa- it's fantasy based, you know, it's same same thing. Dude dies, wakes up, he's in another world. And he starts. It starts off as like, oh, it's gonna be another one of these gamer things where he wakes up in a gamer world. So he's he already knows all these RPG tropes, so he can win it. And it turns very serious, very fast. Season one's amazing. Personally, I don't think there was any drop off. Season two is amazing. Season three is amazing. Like edge of my seat all the way through. Slate, I don't know if you can contest to that or not. I haven't watched. It's on my watch list because you've recommended it to me. But I will say for Shield Hero. It's that, um, as where he knows his game tropes, it's the fact that as the shield hero, he can't attack because his whole thing is he has the shield. He's supposed to be defensive. Mm. And it's him trying to level up and get experience in the fantasy world. But he's aware of the game tropes and how video game mechanics work. Right. It's the same concept. But he's, yeah, yeah. While he builds his party, his party can give him XP. So he has to worry and think about that kind of thing as the leveling up goes. Uh, did you, you haven't seen ReZero either? I have not. Oh, it's on wow. My watch. It's on my watch. Gotcha. List. Okay, cool. So, yeah. I'll, you recommending I'll start, it. It's on, I'll start, I'm catching up on other stuff. No, yeah, trust me. Trust me. But I'll I'll, I'll throw everyone's uh, recommend the shield here. Also, I got to throw that one on there. Yeah. I will. I, I'll be one of the fans that season one is tremendous, but season two starts off very weak, but it finishes on a high. Okay. So stick, stick out season two. Sure. The 
the other one, Josh, that is going to be number three on the dice is we're going to take the Isaki and we're going to go stupid with it, which is Kanasuba. Yeah. Kanasuba, a god's blessing on this lovely world, is the full title. And it's fan service to Isekai, essentially. It has continuity. It has a story going for it. In fact, it even has a movie, a spinoff coming out this year. A serious spinoff, it looks like, which I'm down. Yeah, a very serious spinoff coming out this year. And season three is announced. And for this four-sided dice, number four is we re-roll. <laughs> well, well, everything... Well, what about Spy X Family? I've heard good but things about continuing, that. But that's continuing, and that's 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 actually that comes out that comes out this fall. Actually, that's fall this year. Do you want to put Spy Family as number four? Then we have nothing mm, for number well, four. I wanted to I wanted to give an option because Spy X Family is continuing, and if it does as good as it's doing, like the manga is still ongoing. We're we're talking. This is going to be one of those possibly pushing hundred episodes things if you want to continue with it. So if you want to jump in while the pan is hot like now's the time to do it uh however for content um but i would say number four <laughs> if you want to keep it short because everything we've given you has at least two three two three seasons if you want to keep it to i want to say it's 12 episodes uh give me a second i'm going to mute and tippity type one second while he's tippity typing josh how scared are you by listening to what we've uh, suggested i mean they all sound interesting um because I, I don't know if we ever do a good like job at actually describing the show. No, <laughs> and I mean neither do the trailers for these things. So okay. it's it's kind of a crapshoot as far as like explaining. Um, I was looking at the re zero while I was having another coughing mm-hmm. fit here. Uh, that one's fifty episodes yep. so, and still ongoing. And I was able to knock out like twenty eight, twenty nine well, episodes while I was on the road for one week which I have a two week stretch coming up, so I could definitely knock out 50. I was actually surprised how quick you watched Nagatoro, to be honest. I thought that'd be the one you'd struggle with. <laughs> um, I just, I just knocked it out in a day. Cause again, as I was not enjoying my time. So I was just like, just, 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 just watch just it, get it. it done. Yeah. The, the one I would say, if you want a one, you know, one and done um, journey to the end of the universe, which Slade, it's also, you can jump in on this as well. It's only 13 episodes. Um, and, and rates higher than even ReZero, just because how well written this thing is. Um, it, it's rating like an eight point five or higher across a lot of shit. Um, no, so, I, I I would agree with that being a suggestion for number four. I think yeah. we should leave number four up to Josh with that. If you want to take sure. that one, he mentioned Spy Family. I figured I'd give you him know. an out for a short one if you wanted to. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's if he wants to say- let's add Journey. Let's add Journey as number four because uh, Spy X Family, yeah, like Lewis said, maybe we wait till the end of season two and we can talk about that one. Sure, now we are caught up. Uh, Spy, yeah. Spy. If you haven't watched it, Josh, even on your own time, it's it's so fun. I've seen the trailer for that one. It looks it looks you're, like it's and a you're going to get hooked for your own personal watching, like fucking podcast yeah. aside. Like you will, All if right. anything you walk out of here is like, I'm going to keep watching Spy X Family. It's going to be my new show to like actually pristine watch, which will be awesome. Or if so you can, or you can keep watching everything else we suggested. That's cool too. And for anyone concerned, I am going to try and mute Slade rolling the dice. Yeah, I know he's I dropped it a couple times already. Let's let's go over this just one time so everybody knows. Number one is the Rising of the Shield Hero. Number two is Re Zero. Number three is going to be Kanasuba, God's blessing upon this world. Number four is 
already forgot. Uh, it's all right. Journey to the end of the universe. Journey to the end of the universe. I'm going to put my desk in view so y'all can tell that. I'm oh, look at that. Integrity. It. I like it. Nope. Can't see it. Integrity's out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's number four. <laughs> oh, shit. Journey, Journey to the end to of the universe. End yeah. of the universe. Journey See, that could have been Spy Family, Josh, but you ruined it. <laughs> well, again, we'll we'll watch season two. It could have been we'll Spy Family, but here we are. Oh man, no, I, I think you guys will enjoy it. Like, right, Slade, I know you're up to with anything, and yes, I know yes. that'll be that'll be great for you, Josh. I think you'll be absolutely pleasantly surprised. And if I remember, I think it's very loosely based on a true story. All right, well, let's start wrapping up there. Slade, give us uh, the Video Game Club promo. Hello, my name is Slade from the Video Game Club, a fortnightly podcast where once every <laughs> two weeks we play a video game. Not too dissimilar. Podcast. Club. You can find it where <laughs> all good podcast players are provided and some sketchy ones as well. Well done, Slade. I tried to throw you off with throwing in a joke. No, podcast. I just ignored you. And <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Also, I don't see this on Crunchyroll, by the way. Oh, did they take it out? <gasps> yeah, if it's, not uh, the, if it's not there, we're going to be doing Spy Family. I, I just shit. Uh, I think Slade just wants to do Spy Family. Try. Hold on. Like, I believe in Waku Waku supremacy, all right? <laughs> um, try looking. This. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just mixed. I mixed fucking two, two different things. Uh, place further than the universe. Sorry. My bad. Place, place, place. Sorry. Well, does that does that mean a mistrial or whatever? We we didn't know the the proper title. You want to roll again? <laughs> no. All right. It's, it's it's been added to the watch list. Place further than the universe. Got it. Cool beans. It should already be on them. My watch list there, Josh. Slade, where can people find you on social media? They can find me at Slade Plays Games on Twitter and Twitch, especially on Twitter, where I can tell you why your opinion on video games is wrong. And you can find me on Instagram at Slade's Life. Lewis, do you feel like sharing your socials? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Lou Ramrod. I am Lou Ramalama Ding Dong. Um, I don't really have anything to. <laughs> you like how that came out, huh? I don't have anything to really uh, uh, pimp. Uh, I'm going to try, tr- keyword try, to get a little bit more into the draws, McDraw. Um, so maybe some of that. So, yeah. All right, Josh, where can they find you? Here, you dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you paying attention? Fuck. They, they can find me at Josh underscore Scar. They can find the podcast at Talking Smack Pod. They can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. And you can like, review, comment, subscribe on any of your favorite podcast players, which we have a review from the absolutely wonderful Leo Allen. Let me just pull that up here. I was not prepared this time. Slade, Slade's throwing me through too many loops. Where's my library? That's fine. There it is. Uh, Josh, do you remember what Talking Smack stands for now? Senpai, anime, manga, and chibis. There we go. Oh, man. All right. So here we have this great review from Leo, who also made our theme music. My favorite source for all things super. Josh and his guests not only have fun conversations, they truly know what they're talking about, which that may be debatable. I always tune into Talking Smack to learn about new things and to find out great detail about many favorite classics. Thank you, Leo. And again, thank you so much for our theme music. And I'm 
Unless there's anything else to chime in with these guys, that's all we have. Take care. Watch Star Trek. Slade, we were just, I was re-educating Lewis again about what happens during a Slade pee break on Video Game Club. Lewis, you still haven't listened to Video Game Club? Well, I have. I don't think I've come across pee, pee pause, I guess. <laughs> to be fair, I've listened to like maybe like three, four episodes, man. So I'm not, uh, I'm not a big podca podcaster. Oh, how dare you. I'm down, I'm down for the talks, but I mean, you know, I listened. I interacted with you with the freaking, uh, oh, I still gotta <laughs> find Duke Nukem time, but, um, with the uh, yes. who hated uh, Undertale? Fucking goddamn! <laughs> a little peek behind our curtain for Game Club Pod. We uh, made a joke about in defense of as a bonus episode. We offered Lewis a spot for defending Duke Nukem Forever. I want to. I want to. The timing sucks with we're, your with your guys okay. from the UK, man. Like right, it's, it's hard to do, but we're but we're happy whatever you're available and have like a good schedule it's, it's typically it was going to be these times so like that's like what 6 oh, a.m 5 a.m for these guys right now it's like 3 a.m over there yeah. yeah yeah middle of the night so you know we'll figure something out but yeah. we we do want to have you for a in defense of <laughs> so it's gonna be a very short episode because it's really i know i'm in the wrong <laughs> I, just, I just like it to like it man <laughs> there's a story behind me and duke and it's just that's yeah. why. That's why, look. Look. As, <laughs> as much as uh, a lot of people think I'm the guy who hits every video game, if you enjoy it, then you enjoy it. Duke, uh, short. Long story short, Dang. Duke popped my online multiplayer cherry. <laughs> so I feel Call of Duty was that for me, and Call of Duty gone downhill so much. I mean, well, I'm uh, talking one-on-one -on -one dial it, bro. <laughs> oh, I so I played Call of Duty Big Red One. On my PS2 through God, a, uh, you're so a young, <laughs> through a hang on, through a AOL 56K modem. Yep. I still have that same PS2, like the big brick one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you then you had the, the the brick thing in the in the back with the, connected to the modem. Yeah. I also put a hard drive in mine. It still has that hard drive, and it still works for some ungodly did, reason. Did you? We're getting off track, but just final question: Did you buy it for Final Fantasy, or did you happen to come across it just to put it in there for something else? I never played Final Fantasy on the PS2. Cool. Likewise, I found it. <laughs> I found the hard drive, the official Sony hard drive used at EB Games because they took hard drives for whatever reason. I was like, fuck yes. I got it specifically because I didn't have, or I did have, did I have an Xbox? I did not, I did have an Xbox, but I did a lot of my gaming online and everything on the PS2. Um, and I bought it specifically for ESPN NFL 2K5 so I could watch the fucking replays and the halftime shows. I don't remember, most of my gaming like started on the PS2, like true gaming. And I think it was because I ran out of space around one of the Ratchet and Clanks, and I don't remember what it was. And I was like, oh yeah, I could have more storage, and then we don't have to buy more eight megabyte hard drives, was the excuse I gave my parents. Lordy, <laughs> it's an expensive memory card. 
Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's hey, it's still working. It's still in there. So you know, whatever. <laughs> nice. Fuck it. Nice. If y'all don't, if y'all don't mind, I'm gonna take a quick moment. Our episode on Minecraft uh, just released while we're talking. Oh, all right. Now. And I'm gonna try to tweet it before Joe again. Minecraft. My quest is complete. <laughs> tweet away. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, that story, Lewis? Hmm. You don't remember oh, the Minecraft God. kid? <laughs> oh, God. That just slapped me across the face. Lewis was my store manager when that happened. He wasn't in the store when it happened, but God damn, did that not become a meme in our store. Dude, you guys you guys were laughing about that for like two <laughs> weeks straight, man. He my collection so is complete. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it Sky? Did they give him the freaking Skeletor yeah, voice? Yeah, Sky gave him the Skeletor voice, but it wasn't far <laughs> off. <laughs> So for context, I shared this story on Video Game Club and I shared this story uh, at the live stream for The Cure. Scotty and I are working and this kid comes in and he wants to buy the the disc-based version of Minecraft on Xbox 360. So first off, the game's $19.99. He comes up, he gives me a $20 bill. After tax, the game is like $21.09. And he's like, can't uh, remember that. Uh, uh, can, I, can I run out and get, get the change for my mom? I'm like, yeah, man, go. Like, it's not a... you you get it or you don't it's situation and so he like books it out like swift runs out of the out of the the store to to get to his mom's car which is like six feet outside the door and then he comes back in pays for it i give him the game and he just holds the bag up with the game inside and just like goes full skeletal like minecraft my quest is complete Nar! And, <laughs> and like scotty and i would as soon as he got out of the store like we just looked at each other just could not God. stop laughing and that became a meme for the rest of our lives <laughs> if we ever get around to that uh <clears throat> excuse me if we ever get around to having that animated GameStop stories video that i want to do that's going to be one of them where <laughs> the minecraft kit is going to have the skeletor head <laughs> mine's going to be the the lady that decided to keel over in the middle of freaking black friday <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> Bus lady's mom. Yeah, I remember that story too. I told that story on Fuck My Work Life, which again, that's that's an animated one that we're going to definitely do if we can find the budget. The budget? Yeah. But, well, I mean, we got to pay they, the animators. They, they, they paid me everything to be on here this episode. All, all of uh, 69 cents. That's all it cost. <laughs> nice. nice. 